Welcome to the Roman Arena Podcast, created by the students of Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Here, we discuss various issues and events, plus interview those of influence. It's all from the perspective of the Roman students. Now, sit back and enjoy the Roman Arena Podcast. To the first inaugural podcast here at Roman Catholic High School for Roman Arena Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Sondland. And I'm your other host, Nick McGatz. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Matt Sears. Uh, Matt, can you please tell us about yourself? I'm a freshman here at Roman Catholic. Um, I played soccer for the school. Um, you know, I'm very excited to be on the show. First one, first guest. Um, and I'm a huge Sixers fan. That's good. I I like the Sixers. So guys, I think we should just get straight into it. You know, with the Eagles eight and one, Nick Sirianni is looking his best self. Jalen Hurts playing at MVP level. You know, he's already thrown for two thousand three hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns with three inter- only three interceptions, which is it's tied for third with least in the NFL. The Eagles are eight and one. AJ Brown's one of the best receivers in the NFL, and our line's the best. Our defense is also well rounded. You know, the team is just. It's good all around. You know, we have, we, have, we have our secondary is good now. Our defensive line is back up. Our linebacker court with Kaiser White, Hassan Reddick. Like, you know, it's going really well. And also to talk about A.J. Brown, you know, he's caught 730 yards so far. Or seven, yeah, 730 yards receiving. 44 receptions, 16.5 yard reception, and six receiving touchdowns. Which is outstanding for only 10 games into the season. Um. Matt, do you think that Jalen Hurts will be able to hold up the rest of the season and into the postseason? Um, as looks of it, yes. Uh, as looks of things right now, yes. But with the strength of the schedule coming up, I'm not that sure. You know, coming up uh, this weekend, we got the Colts, and after that, the Giants and the Bears, and then Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and then the Giants after that, uh, and then eventually we'll go into the playoffs. But for now, I do think that Jalen Hurts can hold up. You know, he's got his weapons, AJ, Devontae, and Quez. Uh, you know, he's got the line to hold. So if everyone stays off the IR, I think I think we're good. I agree. <clears throat> well, Goddard's from the IR. Goddard's on the Very IR. Very talented. Very talented Very tight talented. end. On my fantasy team. Top five. Mine, in the, top five in the NFL. That's definitely arguable. To me, it's, he's top three, but whatever. That's a, little, that's a little too much. Based off opinion. That's, that's too much. And my guy, Jordan Davis, rookie defensive tackle from Georgia, is on the IR for two more games. You know, our run defense is definitely collapsing. The The Texans and the, the commanders were easily able to run all over us without Jordan Davis there, substitute for line, defensive tackle. But, you know, with him coming back, I think our run defense will uh, start to come back. I feel like um, the Eagles defense is actually really well. Just the injuries start to kill teams in a league like this. But, um, like, the secondary is great. Linebacker core is great. 
I feel like I feel like we're off to a strong start, and I feel like if that side of the ball keeps going where they are, we have a really good chance. I agree, definitely. I think it's great that we didn't go undefeated because we don't want that too much confidence because hungry dogs got to eat, and we're not hungry right now because we were 8-0, and and then now we lost. So now we're hungry again for another win. And I was just on Twitter the other day and seen uh, the commander's team dancing to Meek Mill. I, my, I myself as a Philadelphian felt pretty offended on that. I think the Eagles have to take that into offense and take that personally and have to come back and become hungry again. Hungry for that win. Hungry for that playoff run. And hungry for that Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Now I actually would like to move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers are <clears throat> still under Doc Rivers. but Off to a slow start as they start now 7-7. Seven and seven. Last yeah. two games, Joel Embiid combined for 101 points, two big wins against the Hawks and the Jazz. Harden is out for a month with an ankle sprain, and our offense is, and defense were in shambles. Now we're starting to get back in the groove, and Embiid is returning to his old self. Tyrese Maxey is now coming out as a young dominant star and great guard in the league. Now I think our team, our expecta- expectations before the, the the season started is, we thought with Embiid's talent over the past two years, being both second in MVP races both years, which, my God, one day. Last year he was the MVP. Last year he was MVP, but... I, I, th- I thought it was kind of clear. I thought it was clear as well. Um, with Embiid's talent, Maxi coming out as a new rising star, James Harden, you know, he quit all the eating and he's now back as a... He, he's, he's old, but he quit the eating and is now back as a... He's a pro- prominent guard. He's Pete, in better shape, put it that way. Exactly. With the additions of Daniel House Jr., uh, DeAnthony Mellon, and P.J. Tucker with, with their defense and uh, post skills... And their ability to take it to the rack easily, I think that our expectations were really high as champion as we thought they were going to be championship contenders. Which to me, I still do. They're seven and seven. I think within Bede's performance with a couple of days ago, with one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my entire life, fifty nine points, eleven rebounds, seven blocks, and eight assists, is like a Wilt Chamberlain stat line to me. Like that's only like two K my career stat line. Like. It was crazy. And the Jazz aren't, like, a bad, bad team. I think they're in, like, the middle of the Western Conference right now. They're number one. They're number one. They're number one. There you go, number one. And he, for him to put up 59 points against them, this is a sign of greatness. That is crazy. It's crazy. You know, the first person to do that was Walt Chamberlain, and Embiid is the only person to do that since the, the stat line, you know, the stat line of steel. Embiid is the first person to do that since the stat line for a steal, w- was created. That's crazy. That's wild. That's nuts. Over 70 years. You know, the Sixers, <clears throat> as my co-host Nick said, they're uh, they're out to 7-7. Seven and seven. I think with Harden coming back in the next week or two, he will continue to get the ball moved around for Tyrese's open shot and beats post. To me, I think there is no one in the NBA physically possible that can stop him. Joel Embiid. He, to me, is a very dominant center, and he's the most dominant center in the NBA right now. He's the best, but maybe that's just a biased opinion. But you know, if Joel Embiid keeps this up, Harden comes back healthy with his uh, playmaking ability. Tyrese Maxey keeps up the uh, keeps up the playmaking. I think that uh, that we'll be able to make it make it uh, far in the up and coming future. All right, let's move on to the Philadelphia Phillies. And we know they lost on November 6th to the Houston Astros in six games in the World Series. That one hurt. Let's talk about some of their stat lines. Um, um, they went 87-75 and 75 in the season after starting 20, 20, 22 and 29 with um, Joe Girardi. 
which is honestly crazy. Rob Thompson, Rob Thompson took this team a long way, and they all the players stepped up. Schwarber, Hoskins, Ramuto, Harper, Castellanos, Wheeler, and Nola, they all stopped up. No, it's uh, definitely true. After we fired Girardi in April, I thought, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm going to be honest. But when Philly Rob came in, that man, did he do the job. Kyle Schwarber recorded 46 home runs in the regular season, only second behind Aaron Judge. And, you know, Schwarber's been in the league a long time. He won the World Series with the Cubs. You know, He's been he's been definitely been in the league a long time, but he was, he was our player on the Phillies with the most experience in the playoffs. No one else on this team has really been in the playoffs before. Yeah, exactly. It's mostly been Bryce Kyle Harper Schubert. was actually in the World Series, and not I mean not the World Series, um, in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. That's what I mean. With the Nationals, yeah, with the Nationals, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Kyle Schwarber has been in the playoffs a lot of times. It was the uh, year after Harper came here. Mm-hmm. The Nationals won, won the World, World Series. Series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think with uh, Philly Rob's leadership, which was something, unfortunately, Joe Girardi couldn't do. I thought Joe Girardi was, was really good at first. I liked him as the manager. But when uh, when Rob Thompson came in, I think that he just he gave what the players truly needed, which was, like, that emphasis, emphasis that the, and emphasis and courage that they needed to, uh, to step up and to get the job done to win games. And as they, uh, as they entered the, the playoffs – Everyone in the nation thought the Phillies were just first-round exits to the Albert Pujols and the Cardinals, but, you know, we, we sweep them in two. And the next round was the Atlanta Braves. Everyone thought we were going to lose that series. But, sweep 3 nothing. We get but, the first game in Atlanta, Ranger Suarez, good pitching performance. Lose the next one, which we did in San Diego as well. We won both at home, which is really great for us because knowing we can, we, want, we can win all at home all the time. Yeah, we uh in the Atlanta series we took the first, lost the second, and won the three and home. And then the next series in the NLCS, when we took the first in San Diego, we took the first San Diego. No, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. We took the first in Philadelphia, the second in San Diego. They took the second in San Diego, and then we came back and won the three in Philadelphia, which, which was an amazing accomplishment. I was actually at my buddy's house for Game Five. When Rangers' last pitch went up in the air and Cassianos hit it, caught it, celebrated it. It was glorious. It was glorious until the uh, until the World Series. Game one, 5-5 into the extra inning. JT Ramuto hits a walk-off. Philly State game one. Game two, we sadly lost in uh, <clears throat> in Houston was a tough match but you know hard fought game three we took we're up 2-1 game four we lost in Philadelphia um back to game three when they hit what five home runs Mm -hmm. correct five home runs yeah five Lance McCullers five home runs from solid pitcher gave um everyone thought like this is their series and just couldn't hit the ball next game they got no hit against I think Christian Javier, I think yeah, so. Yeah, Christian Javier, yeah. Definitely. He, they didn't hit a single ball. Game four, yeah. It was game five. I think Justin Verlander pitched that game. Justin Verlander us. pitched, too. He pitched amazing. He pitched his heart out. He's 39, 40 years old. Yeah, and he, he, actually, he actually just won his third uh, Cy Young Award last night, which was incredible. What an incredible, what an incredible award is the man has won for being such a great pitcher in his day, one of the greatest of all time, arguable. But, you know... 
Phillies lost in six. It was tough, but I think we got them next year. I want to talk about um, game six real quick. Um, Rob Thompson pulls out Zach Weir in the sixth inning with only 70 pitches. After letting, when um, he lets up a hit and Jordan Alvarez comes up, and, you know, um, Jose Alvarado comes in, lots of a home run to Jordan Alvarez right there. That one hurt. He let up uh, the 3-1 game, basically game-winning home run after the score was one nothing. After Kyle Schwarber's absolute bomb to right field. All right, um, I'm going to go back to game three and then game four. Um, consistency is what we lacked all year. Sure. And it showed when it mattered the most. It's just, um, it was a, tr- it was like, it was just a, it was crazy how they even got there. Mm-hmm. The Cinderella story. Yeah, Cinderella story, exactly. But, um, just came out in the pa- in the last three games, lost them all. Tough game, game three. No hit, game four. Tough one, game five. Game six. Game six. Reminded me of 2020 World Series when Kevin Cash pulled out Blake Snell in the sixth inning when they were winning, and and they lost. The Rays. For what team? The Rays against the Dodgers. The Dodgers won the World Series that year. And to me, uh, I guess Rob Thompson backed up his choice to take out Wheeler. But if I, if it were, if it were me, I would personally have kept in Wheeler. I think for for Jordan Alvarez. All of Philly would have kept. Wheeler. Yeah, all of Philly would have kept in Jordan Alvarez. Or we learned for Jordan Alvarez's bat, and then maybe taking him out for Jose Alvarado. But you know. He hit the Jose Alvarado through the ball perfectly. Jordan Alvarez, 3-1, 3 run nuke. And, you know, tough game. But I think the Phillies do have a good chance next year. They let go of Gene Segura. To me, I think Reese Hoskins in the next couple of months might possibly be off his team just because of how rough he was playing. But, you know, he actually did good in the postseason, surprisingly. But, you know, I uh, I love old Reese. You know, he he's the oldest on the team. He's been here the longest. And, you know, it was just a hard-fought hard fought season. But it ended with failure, but that's okay. We just got him next year. Um, the Phillies moving the offseason. They're going to be looking at a lot of new players as they let go of Zach, we- um, excuse me, Zach Eflin and Gene Segura. I think they're going to pursue either Xander Bogart or Trey Turner. They're both stars. And then on the mound, they're going to try to get, I think, Carlos Rodon from the San Francisco Giants. Trey? Trey Turner's excellent. That'd Phenomenal. Be, that'd be a great Phenomenal. fit on the left side of the infield. Mm-hmm. You start over second base. I feel like we'll be set. That's a good leadoff hitter. That means you move Schwarber down, and that means uh, you'll still protect Harper with three and five. So I feel like we'll have a way better chance of going back to where we To me, finished. personally, if we're talking about the lineup, which is like the last thing I want to talk about for the Phillies, we have we start with Schwarber, and we go to uh, Reese, JT, Bryce, and then Alec Bohm, Bryson Stott, uh, Gene Segura. Gene Segura, and then the ninth, it switches out for the ninth. Random Marsh. Random Matt Marsh. Ealing. Yeah, Matt Bierling. Castellanos bad at fifth. Oh, team, excuse me. It doesn't matter, yeah, really. Sorry. Ca- excuse this me, Castellanos. They right. were stacked on paper. Um, they were definitely stacked on paper. Talking about Castellanos, <laughs> his performance in the, uh, in the World Series, uh, I forget the stat they had on the, uh, I forget the stat, but. He got like two or three hits in the World Series. That's um, very poor for a player his caliber and all the money he's getting. I was, yes. I was very upset. I was very upset. 
Disappointing. <clears throat> to Matt Surreal, he did only acquire two hits in the World Series. There you go. In the postseason, Nicasianos got 12 hits in total and eight of them. Eight, he only scored eight runs, which is good. But, you know, when he, when he needed to show up most, with two outs left, with well, games on the line, he didn't. But, you know, I think, what, after game uh, after game six, I seen a video on the internet of Phillies fans yelling at his wife and his son. I think that was wrong. Uh, it's not their fault that uh, her husband or father wasn't able to hit the ball. But, you know, I think Nick Cassianos can come back next year and do what he used to do in uh, St. Louis and uh, come back as a good player. Actually, <clears throat> the next thing. St. Louis. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Excuse me, Cincinnati. It's all good. Um, the next thing I'd actually like to talk about is the NFL awards. You know, they're given at the ESPYs at the end of the year, but it's to mid-season. I feel it's probably right to talk about them right now. I think we should just talk about it's mid-season. Ten, we're through ten games. We're pretty much through almost a little bit more than half the season. Yeah. I think me and Nick have compiled uh, possible suitors for the NFL awards as if the season had ended today. We both have Jalen Hurts' MVP. Wait, hold on. I like to. Uh, All right, go ahead. Go against that. I feel like he's been good, but after the strength of schedule and the, uh, and the passing yards as a quarterback or like passing stats, I feel like if we're going to go quarterback, I feel like we should still talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I agree. Losing Tyreek Hill and still being phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. The fact he lost Tyreek Hill, best weapon on the team. Well, one of the best weapons on the team. And for him to still be playing at this level. It's impeccable. It is impeccable. Uh, you know, for MVP, there's to me, there's only five possible guys you can talk in the top five conversation. I think personally, you can talk about Hertz, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua, and Lamar Jackson. Five very outstanding quarterbacks. I would rather take a position player than Tua Tagovailoa. Okay. Or Lamar Jackson. Okay. And it being Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. The stats he puts up with. Well, not a lack of quarterback play, but not no. great quarterback. Not great quarterback play. And the stats he puts up, outstanding. He was, he gets separation. He, I mean, he just lit up the Bills um, this weekend on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best defenses in the league, and he lit them up. Yeah, and that too. Uh, me and Nick both agreed that if the Eagles continue this, what they are doing right now, and only hold to two or three losses on the season, I think Nick Sirianni will win Coach of the Year. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. The only other coach maybe doing that is uh is maybe uh Andy Reid, but that I th- I only see that up there. Andy Reid's always in contention. For yeah, it. he is always the, in uh, contention. The new Vikings coach is also up there. I mean, I think this is first or second year. First, second sure. year, yeah. Yeah, um, they're eight and one. Also, I think mm-hmm. that's very outstanding. They're the only team yeah. same record as us, but they're we have still better power than the because. According yeah. to NFL.com. Yeah, there you go, we yeah. beat them week two. We beat well. them. So. Yeah, we beat yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. So for a defensive player of the year, we have Sauce Gardner. Actually, yeah. I know I wrote that down, but I'd like to change that. For defensive player of the year, I have uh, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is outstanding. He is an animal. Second year linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys was picked after Devontae Smith. Wait, last year? Um, who won it last year? Was it him or was no. that rookie? Was that he? I think it was he won rookie. Yeah, he, he won uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
second year, he was picked after Devontae Smith. If we knew now, I would personally have picked Michael Parsons over Devontae Smith. But Devontae continues to be that second option, the second weapon that continues to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, um, I'll look, so Devontae Smith, um, his rep running is actually very questionable. It is definitely questionable. I'm his hands are good, though. His, he has very good hands. He has good footwork. But the, the route running and, like, how open he gets, inconsistent. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, for Offensive Player of the Year, it's pretty obvious if you ask me. Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, I was looking uh, the same. Offensive Rookie of the Year, we have Damian Pierce. He's a running back yeah, for running the, back. the Texans. Yeah. He ran. Very solid. Very solid. <laughs> very all solid. over yeah. the Eagles. He ran all over the Eagles against Texans. <clears throat> for Defensive Player, ro- Defensive Rookie of the Year, that's obviously... Obviously, it's Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sauce Gardner is arguably, but to me, he's the best cornerback in the NFL. No, no, no. Who would you say? I you still couldn't go wrong with Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. I Don't get me wrong. His team is bad. No, not bad, but they're 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 not, not as good. They're not playing great. Mm-hmm. But like quarterbacks are still scared to throw his way. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, he's still very talented. He is still very sure. talented. You know, Sauce Garner, he's, as a rookie, very outstanding numbers. He, when, guard, when guarding uh, receivers, he is the uh, the least given up receiving yards once guarding head-on receivers. I think he still has zero touchdowns. Yeah, so he has zero given up touchdowns, which is outstanding for a rookie. But, you know. um, Sauce Garner did a great job against one of the best receivers, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Locked him up. I think he got, what, one interception, two interceptions? One, one or interception two receptions, game. yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. And then for, uh, yeah, I think that's it. We had MVP, which is debatable per opinion. Hurts, yeah. Mahomes, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Coach of the Year, Sirianni. Defensive Player of the Year, Michael Parsons. Defensive Rookie of the Year, jo- Sauce Garner, but that's also debatable. No, Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, with Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson's playing really well. Aiden, H- Aiden Hutchinson is playing on a very good level. But Sauce Garner's playing on a great level. He is playing on a great level. I There's agree. There's a difference between good and great. Mm-hmm. That's de- uh, definitely true. He has to step up if the Lions want to mm-hmm. get but back on track. You can't just, you can't really just have a rookie defensive end be the only one who steps up. Yeah, exactly. That I, I, I includes the quarterback, the coaching staff, the everyone. line, everyone. Everyone. It's all a group, yeah. Uh, for Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson. For Offensive Rookie of the Year, to, to conclude the awards, Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty suitable list. If you care to differ, that is okay. All share different opinions. That's just our opinion. No opinion is wrong. For the final topic, I think I'd like to talk about the NFL midseason, like the postseason bracket, if the season also ended today. The Eagles are the first in the NFC and would have the bye for the divisional. So they would have the bye for the wild card and would go into the divisional round. Second seed Vikings. <clears throat> and then on the uh, the AFC side, the Chiefs are first. Chiefs are Chiefs first. first. And then it's and then the, the Bills continue to stay in second. I th- no, I think the Bills. Yeah. Bills that is true. Card. That is true. I just read a stat the other day that if the season ended Today, every team, every AFC East team would make the playoffs, yeah. including I saw that as well. The Bills, Pats, Dolphins, and the Jets. The Jets. I would like to talk about them really fast. Yeah, and the NFC. And the NFC. I thought. 
uh, the NFC East and the AFC, but the the Commanders want to make the playoffs. Not yet. They're only five and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But um, the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys are in the playoffs, playoffs as, as as of right now. Yeah, I would actually like to talk about both sides of the East. The Dolphins, Tua is playing out as an outstanding level. You know, he had that injury in the earlier weeks with his very serious concussion, but he's come back. He's fully back, and he's back at it with, Ty- with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You know, he's continued to throw on point. Uh, Zach Wilson's Jets, you know, Zach Wilson isn't the best quarterback, but he's getting the job done. Sauce Gardner continues to play well. The line's good. The Bills are arguably a top three team in the league, a six and three at the moment. Josh Allen is a top five MVP. Stefan Diggs is the best, second best receiver in the NFL. Um, about the Bills, um, their game this weekend is expected to have six feet of snow. Yeah, seventy two. The, the yeah, game this 40, weekend, forty inches against, all the way up to uh, like seventy two. They're playing the Cleveland Browns. That's crazy. If you if you think about it, Nick Chubb is only five eleven, and Devin Singletary is only five seven. They will be not be able to see. <laughs> they will not be able if to the see. Bills are wearing their white jerseys. Um, Devin Singletary will not be able to be caught. <laughs> that is the truth. Um, and also talking about the the NFC East, the NFC East is the best division in football at the moment. They are uh, at a total of uh, 29, appears to be 29 and 8 at the moment, which is crazy through uh, through 10 games of the NFL season. Eagles are at 8 and 1, Giants are at 7 and 2, Cowboys at 6 and 3, and the Commanders at alone 5 and 5. Surprising that the uh, the Giants are doing well this year. Saquon Barkley's back at it. Being his old self, you know, Jones actually looks kind of solid. Danny Dimes looks kind of solid this year. You know, they don't have many options with their top option tearing his ACL in the beginning of the season, which is very tough. The Dallas Cowboys continue to be a pain in our side, but can't do anything about it. Uh, Dallas, or <clears throat> excuse me, Dak Prescott is back. Michael Parsons is playing really well. Um, CD Lamb continues to. Be to be good since Samari is off the team now. The line continues to be good, and the Cowboys still hold the title as the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. One thing I would like to say before we end this of the bracket, the NFC West is very, very mediocre with the Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals, and Rams. Last year, the Cardinals started out 8-1, and one, the same spot we're in now, and now they are third at 4-6. and six. Uh, The Seahawks are in the top of the division with Geno Smith. And they were expected to only win, like, Two to three games. Yeah. Seahawks. Yeah, yeah which yeah, with yeah. only Geno Smith, but they are at the top of six and four. The Niners are uh, five and four in second, and the Rams at a very disappointing three and six. Um, actually, I passed up on Metcalf in the fantasy draft because of the quarterback play. Completely, it's a full regret as of right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, one more thing, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He uh, very sadly. Very, very sadly, just got divorced with his wife, Giselle. Uh, but, uh, you know, very sad. Tom Brady, he's uh, he's getting older. I think he's kicking 43 right now, but he's very, he's digressing a lot in the NFL. Uh, his team's sitting at 5-5. Five and five. And somehow they're first in their division. Yeah, they're somehow first. Yeah, um, yeah, South. South. On the play they it's ran, terrible. the play they ran on Sunday in Germany. The trick play in Germany. The trick play when he slipped um, kind of shows that he's basically going on 50. To me, I think he should stop going out for passes, as we know how he dropped the important pass in the Super Bowl 52. Yep. I don't think any of us could forget how funny that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I think we should talk about 
is Roman football. football. You know, we all go Roman. You know, we enjoy it. I I play on the freshman football team myself. We went a stunning four four and one. You know, <laughs> it was a hard <laughs> hard fought first season, but I think we got him next year. Wait, um, was the tie? Was that like a? So was that like a tie at regulation and overtime, or do you just know overtime? No overtime. We do the the rest on a lot overtime in freshman league. Oh, we uh, we tied to Archbishop Wood. We uh we beat O'Hara. We beat LaSalle. We beat Judge, and then um. We tied Wood, and then we lost our last four games, which is tough. But you got a few good wins, though. You did have some good we wins. We did a few. We beat Judge, Carnal, Hara, LaSalle. A few good wins in here and there, but, you know, I think it was a hard-fought season. I think we'll be back next year. We'll be older and stuff. But to talk about Roman Varsity, um, they ended their regular season with a, as an 8-2 and two record. And a 4-1 and one in the conference, I believe. Yeah, they, uh, they're 4-1 in the conference right now. They are uh, sixth... S- uh, they are sixth in uh, Philadelphia for Philadelphia high schools. They are still top ten for uh, Pennsylvania high schools as of right now. Uh, a few really notable players on their team. <clears throat> uh, Four-star Tyshear Denmark, wide receiver, who still averages 110 yards a game. Outstanding for a junior, f- junior four-star receiver. Uh, another great uh, leader on the Roman Varsity team is... Uh, Wide receiver Jameer Robertson, who also sort of plays quarterback, he also averages 100 yards a game. With uh, behind Ty here for receiving is Trey Woodley and uh, Eddie, and for behind Jameer for rushing is uh, Mayo and Jeremiah Tab. Uh, total uh, touchdowns this over the season, Jameer had seven total, Ty Sear had seven, and Mayo had six. Tackles per game, the monster Jameer Lyons, four star at Penn State this year. Um, with a total of six tackles, Jordan Montgomery with 5.2, and Jason Patterson with 5.2 as well. Jason Patterson led Roman with uh, seven and a half sacks, Jamil with three, Jordan with two, and uh, interceptions, Jordan had two, and Will Felder had two as well. Talking about passing, Samaj Beals, freshman, good friend of yours? Yeah. Actually, I barely even know him. <laughs> <laughs> I got classes with him, though. Classes with him, though. Um, He's a freshman, just came in with uh, he's our class. He threw for 11 touchdowns first year, outstanding quarterback. Uh, most of them were to Tysier and Trey, but Eddie had a good few as everyone uh, goes in for uh, receiving, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, they play this weekend against Imhotep. Imhotep for uh, city championships at four o'clock. At Northeastern High School in the at North Northeast High School in the Northeastern area, closer to Ronhurst and Fox Chase. That is both where me and Nick are from. Yep. Very proud. Uh if you are able to make it, come out and watch Revan play. And you know, uh Matt, thank you for uh, coming on the show. Anytime. Nick, thank you for helping. You're welcome anytime, my boy. And it was Roman Arena Podcast number one. Thank you. You've been listening to the Roman Arena Podcast, produced by the students of Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia, the oldest diocesan high school in the United States. Be sure to subscribe to get new, fresh episodes and follow on social media for more. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next time on the Roman Arena Podcast.